the In Conversation podcast series with author Nigel Beckles. Welcome to the podcast. Please like the podcast and subscribe to this channel. Thank you. Have you experienced several failed relationships or been through a divorce? How can you avoid making the same mistakes again? How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes is out now. Hi, my name is Nigel Beckles. My book is packed with practical and common sense strategies that you can use to make better relationship choices. Now you can discover the dangerous myths about love. If your relationship expectations are realistic, why you could be falling in love for all the wrong reasons. How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes. It's a book that could change your life. Available from Amazon.co.uk. Kindle version also available. Please join us for the very first Indie Pods United Convention. This online event is for both new and veteran podcasters, where we will listen and learn from each other. The online Indie Pods United Convention begins on the 29th November through until the 3rd of December 2020, featuring amazing shows and information to learn more about the great world of podcasting. For more information and to register for this unmissable event, please visit the website now, IndiePodsUnited.com. Indie Pods United Convention. Together we listen. Sponsored by Pinecast, Reset Business Consulting, the SJ Network, Rocabella, Cami, and Kelly. Get ready for takeoff. Welcome back to my In Conversation podcast series. My guest for this episode is a law of attraction expert, American Kelly Cooper. Hi, Kelly. Welcome to my podcast series. How are you? I'm doing good, Nigel. I want to say um, thank you for having me. I'm always honored when people think I'm interesting enough to be a guest on their show. Well, I'm very eager to speak with you and um, we shall explore why. So where do you live at the moment? Right now I'm in Danbury, Connecticut. Uh, My husband and I were actually nomadic. So since 2011, we've been traveling all over the world and we had a home base in New Jersey for a while, but that uh, went away. So yeah, now with COVID, we stayed uh, domestic for now. So we've been house sitting around the Northeast. So I'm in lovely Danbury in New England. And yeah, we're having a nice time. We're house sitting a nice dog and just enjoying the the start of winter, I suppose. So what made you and your husband decide to explore the world? Back then, just, I just kind of had started having this idea of, you know, wanting to live a a lifestyle. I really liked traveling and I was uh, self-employed. I, you know, was freelance writing and I realized, you know, this idea of traveling and earning money from anywhere. I'm like, oh, I could actually do that now. It always seemed like kind of like a far away, like how would that ever happen kind of thing. But, uh, you know, I had a freelance writing job and, you know, he had been starting some online ventures and I'm like, we can kind of do this anywhere. I'm like, you want to like, go somewhere (laughs) so we just started talking about it and we went to Asia Southeast Asia we went to Bali first and then we were traveling around there for a couple of years and yeah just ever since then that's just kind of what we've been doing and we know I have my I did freelance writing at first and eventually I started my coaching my husband has a blog and you know online business and yeah that's just kind of the lifestyle we're choosing at the moment I've lived all over the world Middle East Europe Asia South Pacific it's been pretty cool I understand you specialize in the law of attraction. So when did you become interested in that particular subject? I have to credit my husband for introducing me to that concept. You know, I had been, you know, from my early 20s, I was always kind of drawn to spirituality and personal growth. And, you know, like anybody, you get on that path, you know, you're unhappy with your life. You feel like you could do more, be more, you know, that there's just that urge to like kind of grow and expand. 
So I was just doing, you know, your typical books and all of that stuff, changing your mindset and spiritual teachings. And when I met him, he had been familiar with different teachers like Bob Proctor and those kind of the secret type people, like those kind of early adopters, if you will, of the idea that would like talk about it. The concept itself has been talked about for quite a while, like in the Bible and Buddha and stuff like that. He had had these uh, CDs, like Bob Proctor CDs and different like things, and we would listen to them in the car. And so this idea of your belief system, like this idea of like energy and vibration, and like there's this invisible element to our physical reality where like everything's kind of starting and then manifests as something physically something with your finances, something with your body, the type of people you attract into your life, that your job, whatever. At the time, I wasn't consciously aware of it. And it, I was kind of oblivious to it. But then once I started learning about it, it seemed so obvious, perfect sense. And a lot of spiritual teaching, I think, or personal growth wisdom, or whatever you want to call it. That's our experience. There's a part of us that already knows it, we just weren't conscious of it. And it's like, you hear it. And then there's a part of you that's like an intuitive heart, emotional part of you that's like, oh yeah, I feel like I'm recognizing a truth. I'm recognizing something I already know. So as I started exploring that teaching more deeply and I started looking at my life and connecting those dots between my my inner world and my outer world, I was like, oh, I kind of see now why certain things happened for me or didn't happen. As I changed my belief system, I saw my life experience change. So I started amassing that evidence of like personal experience that there was something to it. And it was just something I became really passionate about. And, you know, when I started my blog in 2014, I didn't initially make it LOA specific, but I found that's what I enjoyed writing about the most. And it quickly evolved into like, that was my main topic that I talked about and the main um, aspect of my coaching. Well, you mentioned books and I have several books about the law of attraction, including The Secret, Ask and It Is Given, Cosmic Ordering, and some more. And I'm still trying to win the lottery jackpot. So... How does the law of attraction actually work? I would say in a nutshell, the idea is like attracts like. Like there's a certain energy we're putting out by way of our emotional state, our belief system, the thoughts we have. To me, like, to me, because like, you hear a lot about like vibration and energy. And to me, that's kind of just like fancy words for feelings. So it's like you have this vibration, which is just like your emotions, your dominant emotions. And there's this, there's an energy to them. There's like a component of them. And it's just like, you're putting this energy out there, physical reality mirrors it back to you somehow. You manifest experiences that feel like those dominant feelings. You manifest experiences that are a reflection of the beliefs you hold. You manifest experiences that are a mirror of your self-image and how you regard yourself. So this idea of like, like attracting like, it's like you get what you're looking for in life, what you focus on expands. So your belief system, the, the dominant emotional state you have, that's going to influence what, what shows up in your life. So how, what, based on your view of the world, what you believe to be true, that's, what'll, that's just what your reality is going to look like. It's just going to be a reflection of your inner state of what's happening internally. So how would a person improve their energy output then? I would say the first thing is, because when you think of the law of attraction, right, a lot of people are drawn to the teaching because there's this idea of like, there's something you're lacking and then like you can use the law of attraction to get it, right? And so a lot of people are going to be initially, they might be very focused on how do I raise my vibe around love or money or how do I attract a new job? And they might be very focused very specifically on the thing that they're missing 
which that's okay. Like you want to activate some positive energy and like feel like, believe that it's possible to get that. Think about the kind of job you like. Think about the type of person you'd like to date. But I would say the first place to start is work on managing your energy and emotional state in like a general way. What can you do to feel better overall? Reducing stress in your life, making time for hobbies and activities that bring you joy, that make you feel good. Because essentially what you want at the end of the day is to feel a certain way. So it's like, you just want to feel good. You want to feel happy. You want to feel at peace. And our mind thinks the manifestations will give it to us, which is not true, right? So it's realizing that. So just focus on what you can do to feel better overall. And the second thing I would say is if you're going to start working with this teaching is understanding, don't look at the law of attraction as like a tool that you can use to like manipulate reality because it, it, becomes very synonymous with like vision boards and affirming and make a gratitude list, which of course those, those tools and techniques have a purpose. They can activate certain energies that are beneficial, but think of the law of attraction as a universal law, a spiritual law that's always been operating in your life. Understand you've always been creating, you've always been manifesting, but it just might not have always been as deliberate and conscious because you weren't aware of the impact of your energy the impact of your belief system on your reality. So things might have seemed random or whatever, but like there was a reason you were doing it. So recognize you've always been creating and you might want to examine if there's things in your life right now you don't like, you might want to think, okay, I've created this too. And not in a blaming yourself way, just recognizing the relationship between the inner world and the outer reflection and think, you know, are there limits or what, do I have any fears, limitations in thinking? Because you want to be aware of what you're working with if there's any limitations or limiting beliefs you need to work on, you want to know that. And you don't just want to jump right to, well, let me just try to think positive about this thing because it might not be sufficient enough to, to change the energy. You have to like work on what you're already bringing to it. Well, you just mentioned energy. What do you consider to be energetic transformation and conscious creation? I think just recognizing, you know, recognizing the impact of your inner world on your outer world, recognizing that everything you do, your human self does, is not like a random, just impulsive action that comes out of nowhere. Everything we do, we think, we say, how we respond and relate to the other people in our life, how we uh, respond to situations in our life, particularly challenging ones that our mind is like, I don't really like this and it feels bad. Recognize like all of that's coming from somewhere. That shows you your belief system. That shows you how you regard yourself. That shows you basically what you believe about how the world works, what you believe about money, what you believe about relationships. So if you were to look right now and analyze your behavior, analyze your responses to uh, a challenging circumstance in your life or whatever, right? That would show you energetically what's happening inside. And that would give you a starting point to see, okay, I'm responding this way. I'm having a money, let's say for example, okay, I'm having a money problem in my life right now. And I'm really, I feel really scared. And it's like, okay, why do I feel scared? It's like, oh, I'm scared because uh, the money's not going to come. I'm scared that I grew up poor. So I'll never, I'll always probably be poor too. And I feel like this, I'm just always going to have this money problem. I'm afraid that this bad thing is going to happen. So then you recognize, okay, my emotional response to my life, that indicates my feelings aren't coming out of nowhere. I'm looking at this in a certain way that's making me feel that way. So if I have a belief that I'm scared that I'm not going to make more money, that kind of scarcity belief, this fear of like, I'm not going to, I'm going to run out of money. 
oh, if I believe, if I believe my belief system and my external experience are linked, I see a belief like that would not help me get more money because I believe I can't get it. And I have all this fear and I don't, I don't trust that the money can come. I don't, uh, I don't trust in, in abundance or whatever, right? It's just the money's just an example. So then you would recognize the energetic transformation comes from, I just, I'm, I'm willing to change my belief system. I'm willing to question the beliefs that make me feel badly about myself, about my finances, about my prospects for finding a relationship or whatever other thing I want in my life, my ability to solve a problem that I have. And it's just really the core of energetic transformation is never really going to be an action oriented process. It's going to be cultivating greater awareness of your beliefs now. And if you recognize they don't serve you, am I willing to believe something that does and give that a shot? So how do you change your belief? Essentially, it comes down to conscious choice, right? Because if we try to change a belief from like a logical level, the mind will be like, okay, present proof to me that I should believe this instead. You might be able to come up with something depending on the belief in question and the circumstances that are relevant to the the belief. But most of the time, it's going to be you learn certain things. Like you get on this path of personal growth, your path of spiritual exploration or whatever, right? And you're reading all these books and you're, you're taking in all this information from spiritual teachers and these personal growth, like coaches and all these people that have all this knowledge that they're sharing and they're sharing these new perspectives with you. They're sharing these uh, beliefs about the, the nature of reality, about who you really are as a person and what you're capable of and all the possibility in the world and all these wonderful things, right? And you'll hear these things and there'll be a resident, you'll feel in your heart somewhere. Like I'm, I'm kind of what I was talking about before when I first learned about the LOA, like there was an, an intuitive, there was a spark inside of like, I feel like there's something here. Like I'm recognizing the truth. This is real. This is a valid like, belief. The core of changing a belief is when you hear all these beliefs that feel good to you, that resonate on that intuitive level, even if in your own life right now, you might not have any proof it exists. Because like you just haven't believed this, so you probably won't have proof of the belief in your life because you weren't thinking this way, so your reality didn't reflect it back to you. I trust that that feeling means something because that's essentially all we really have to go on, right? It's like that intuitive trust of like, so my this whole time I've been operating from the level of my mind, logical, rational thought, uh, analysis, and of course in many areas of our life that serves us well. The, the journey of personal growth and inner energetic transformation, spiritual growth, that the mind, that's not a journey. That's not the purview of the mind, right? So the core of changing a belief is, do I trust that this intuitive resonance with this information means something? Can I trust my feelings to evaluate information? And if the answer is yes, then you, you're open. You have that willingness to give, to really try to see, okay, maybe there's something to this. And then energetically, something starts opening up. And as long as you maintain that willingness, you'll start manifesting evidence of these new beliefs. And then it gets easier to believe them because now you have personal experience to, to reflect on. And it's not just something that you're uh, taking in theory or that you're trying to believe just because it sounds nice. You're actually like, oh, I saw this thing happen in my own life. Oh, maybe there is something to this. And then the confidence and the faith, you start getting more evidence that it's true. And then it's just more natural to believe it because your own life shows it to you. Well, regarding law of attraction, I have read endlessly about avoiding negative feelings and emotions and mm. thoughts. Yeah. So how can negative emotions be used to a person's benefit? Oh my God, Nigel, I love this question because this is one of the things I love to talk about most. 
I'm the, I'm the LOA coach that'll tell you, yes, you have to acknowledge and deal with your feelings because whatever is there is there. Our negative feelings are a huge help in this journey because like I said before, our feelings aren't coming out of nowhere. Like there's a story, there's a narrative, there's something happening in the mind. Our mind's interpreting things in a way that's going to create an emotional response. And it's either what it's saying is either going to feel good or it's going to feel badly. So your negative feelings, again, they're not just coming out of nowhere. There's a reason you feel that way about a situation. There's a reason you feel the fear around money. There's a reason you feel whatever you're feeling, right? So the feelings are just messengers alerting you to your predominant belief. They're alerting you to aspects of like, you know, your self-image, how you view yourself, how you see yourself. They're alerting you to certain perspectives that you're holding on a situation. So you start, so you'll ask yourself, okay, why do I feel this way? And then the feelings reveal the beliefs. So then it's like, okay, now I know the beliefs I'm holding. If I'm feeling badly, it means I'm believing something that's making me feel badly. It means I'm believing something that's not serving me. So again, the feelings are messengers. So what's the message? What message are they sending to you about your predominant belief system? And then again, you, you're faced with the choice of, do I keep choosing to believe this or not? You might explore a little bit why you believe that thing and get some insight and you know, some clarity on it. But yeah, that's how your feelings serve you because they show you what you're working with belief-wise, perspective-wise. And if you want to change your energy, it's good to know all that. It's hard to change something if you're not aware of what it is in the first place that needs changing. So Kelly, what have you deliberately manifested? My business, my life, weight loss, fixing financial problems. I had a health problem that showed up a few years ago. And all of these issues were all rectified by just energetic transformation and deliberate conscious work with my energy, deliberate conscious choice about my belief system. We're always manifesting. We're always creating, right? Kind of like what I said before, the law of attraction, we think of it as like this universal law that's always been operating in our life. So as long as you're living in this world and you have a pulse and you're alive and you're, you're putting some energy out into the world, you're creating, you're constantly receiving based on whatever that energy is, right? And your all of your life experience is just neutral feedback of that energy. So as far as de- deliberately creating things that I wanted and that were good, like physical healing after being sick, losing weight, you know, getting, uh, being successful with my business, all of these things, consciously decided I wanted to achieve certain goals because there's great power in intention. You want to throw it out there. You want the relationship, all of this stuff. Don't worry universe hears you, God, whatever words you like to use. It's got the message, it got the memo. And then it's just really examining, you know, adopting, consciously adopting beliefs that allow you to believe these things are possible, basically. Working on any energetic resistance, the fears around money. Like for example, starting your own business. It's a very different world than like being traditionally employed. And a lot of stuff is going to get triggered. There's a lot of limitations in thinking, a lot of fears around money that probably needs to be addressed to be a successful solopreneur or entrepreneur. I work through all of those things. You work through issues with your confidence and issues with worrying about being criticized when you're putting your content out there, working on issues of whatever with getting clients and the fear of what if I'm not good at what I do. And so a lot of my deliberate creation was just uh, for a lot of people, you'll find a big part of the journey it's not so much activating all this positive energy around things, which, yeah, there, that's part of it. A lot of the work will be stripping away 
all of the energies that might be getting in the way of receiving these things. Because the, the, vi the vibration, that positive energy you're trying to build, that's already, there's already a part of you vibing all of that. And you just need to get rid of what's obscuring it. Essentially, again, like what I talked about before, you trust your, you have faith and trust in the process. You trust that your intuitive resonance with all of these teachings, you trust that that feeling is alerting you to truth. And as long as you have that trust, you just keep going along the path. And then you see how things unfold. You take inspired action. If you feel inspired to do certain things, you heed that call, you do it. You, you participate in the process when necessary. Anything you want, it's possible in that there's no reason not to, to have it, but it's just working through anything that you think would keep you from it and willing to change those beliefs, willing to engage with those feelings. Well, I'm a certified relationship coach and also mm -hmm. an author. And my first book was about relationships. So how can the law of attraction transform personal or romantic relationships? Besides money, relationships are like, those are the two things pretty much everyone wants to manifest, right? Those are our two biggest issues in life. The two things that we feel like make everything all as well and whole and complete. So I would say that, you know, if our reality is a reflection just again, neutral feedback of our external, of our dominant energy, that would include relationships. That would include the, the quality of our relationship, how we relate to our husband or our partner or so any, any person in our life, any, any relationship of any nature, it would determine the type of people we attract as romantic partners. But with relationships in particular, one, if you want to manifest a good relationship by way of like energetic alignment, the first place you need to start your mind's going to have a hard time with this because it's just so used to the opposite way of what we're used to thinking. You have to understand, well, actually, there's two core things. Number one, it's not the relationship you're really after. Anything we want, relationship, money, a job, there's always something beyond that. There's a, we're looking for a feeling. We're looking for some kind of, we, we think it's going to help us achieve some sort of desirable emotion, some sort of desirable feeling. So relationships, when we have a good relationship, right, it can produce lots of great feeling, which explains our, our craving for them and why we want them so badly. So you want to recognize it's not, and this is with anything you want to manifest, but especially something like relationships, because we tend to be very attached to them because we do want them so badly on that human ego mind level. It's not the relationship you're after. Trust me. You're always after a feeling and the relationship, there are specific feelings you want now that your mind is like, yeah, relationship is probably a good way to get that. So it's like zeroing in on like that representation of the energy. And number two, if you want to manifest it from an energetic perspective with relationships, you can't want to manifest it from pain minimizing mode of I feel broken, I feel alone, I feel ugly, I feel unattractive. And the only way I can know all of those terrible things I think about myself aren't true is if I get a, a boyfriend. And then I'll know that like, I am worthy. I am good enough. I'm not broken because this person wants to be with me. So you want to manifest a relationship, especially because again, there's that strong attachment from a place of I am whole, perfect and complete as I am. You don't want to look to the relationship to fix anything within you. You don't want to look at it as like you're, you're, you know, some half of a whole and you need to find your other half to be complete. Because again, any time we're trying to manifest something from a space of feeling some sort of lack, it doesn't mean you won't get something. You might still be able to get a boyfriend or a girlfriend. You might get married eventually, but it's just the, the nature of the relationship will be different. Like when you do this inner work in this way and, and you start 
manifesting, especially a relationship from this space of wholeness and completeness and detachment, that's when you can get like the top shelf stuff, like the really great boyfriend, the person that's like that really great match, the real good connection. So yeah, this sort of teaching is to get like the best relationship, to get a really good relationship, especially these energetic things are definitely things you would want to, to, to be aware of and, and try to cultivate while you're single and getting into that space before the person shows up. So Kelly, what are your plans for the future? My plans for the future right now, we're sticking to the U.S. through at least the end of January. Might go abroad again in February. We'll see what's going on with COVID. Stuff's open. You know, I'm just, I do private coaching. That's my main you know, aspect of my business. And I love doing it. I love helping people explore their energy. And my focus is really on the inner transformation, the emotional healing, knowing all the stuff your mind wants comes anyway. You don't have to like obsess about it and keep trying to manifest it all the time. So yeah, it's just, you know, keeping up with my business. I create a lot of content that helps people. I do a little solo podcast. I have blog posts. It's just really just kind of keep, you know, doing my business as it is now and, you know, being of service and, you know, just doing something I'm passionate about, hoping that, you know, the insights I share, you know, help people get a better understanding of the teaching on a deeper level, understand how to work with it in reality, because sometimes the theory of manifesting and the reality is different because of our humanity and all our, the ick we might be carrying around from, from different things that happen in our life and our conditioning. And yeah, just, you know, keep traveling, keep running my business. And, you know, if I feel inspired to do anything different, heed that call. But right now, that's kind of where I'm at. How can people contact you? My, uh, the best way to reach you would be through my website at livelifemadetoorder.com. Uh, you can see my uh, email there, you know, contact form if you want to get in touch with me. I have, I've been doing my blog for like over six years now. I have over 200 podcasts, hundreds of blog posts. So if my perspective on any of this resonated and you wanted to dig deeper into that. I have plenty of stuff for you to sink your teeth into. And yeah, that's the best way to reach me and learn more about my work, my coaching, my, my courses I have for sale, all of that stuff. Kelly in Connecticut, USA. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Nigel. I really enjoyed it. If you are interested in being a guest on the In Conversation podcast series, please visit the website, author, Nigel Beckles, podcast.com. Thanks. Thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe. Another In Conversation podcast coming soon.